Hey guys, does capitalism have you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be a part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 71 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Courtney, and this week I had one of those in the right place at the right time moments. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And my name is Lydia, and this week I... Um, went above and beyond at my job and I loved it oh <laughs> yay what did you do okay so basically we have this like cult like corporate values that we're supposed Ooh. to be following and they're called fourth space no tea no shade to any fourth spacers out there um but basically there's like this whole thing about like empowering the employees to do like mm-hmm. you know unexpected things 10 percent of the time so that like customers are always like having a different experience when they go there and like blah 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 blah. just like trying to get us to be all like super involved and to be like characters on a stage for the customers and to just be really like into their lives and just treat them like family basically um so a part of these corporate values is um, improvisation just shy of dinner theater (laughs) and so obviously (laughs) something that i actually didn't excel at in high school but i was a part of the club so yes the team, I had the training, if you will. <laughs> I was part of the team, the improv team, my bad. <laughs> so, you know, I had the training. So basically, um, me and the dishwasher have like kind of a fun little game where we both like tell each other that we're really bad at our jobs. So he'll, he'll be like doing his thing. And I'm like, and I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, you suck. You're so bad at it. And he's just like, oh, my God, you're so slow. You're like, you suck, blah, 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 all this stuff. Yeah. It's a fun little back and forth. You know, we don't mean it. We always <laughs> come back around and we're like, we love you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're doing God's work. Like, thank you so much for your service. Um. So I brought that attitude out to some customers. And so I started talking shit about the dishwasher in front of the customers by accident. And then I was like, oh, I was like, this doesn't make sense because he's not here to defend himself. And like, normally yeah. it would be really funny <laughs> because he there's would no be back like, and forth. What the fu-? Yeah, exactly. there was no back and forth. I was just like, yeah, he fucking sucks. And they were just like, oh, OK. <laughs> and I was like oh i was like this was a mistake i'm sorry guys <laughs> and they were like oh well we actually like this guy is a dishwasher right here like maybe he could get into the back maybe he could do this maybe he could do that blah 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 and he was just like take talking about how he's gonna take the current dishwasher's place and i was like ooh, t so i went into the back and i was like yo you'll never guess what just happened i was accidentally talking <laughs> shit about you and then they started talking shit back and they started talking shit with me and he was like yo bring them in here bring them in here and i was like oh my god that's actually such a good idea so I brought the customers into the kitchen to fight oh with the dishwasher. <laughs> and they loved it. Oh, my God. They were having <laughs> such a good time. And I found out that the dishwasher is actually a comedian on the side. Oh, shit. And he was just like, I know. And he was just like really playing on like the whole thing. And he was just like, yo, so which one of you was talking shit? So which one of you was talking shit? And he was just like talking to them all and like getting to know their names. And then it was one of their birthdays, too. So I just like made this guy's birthday. Awesome. And oh he God. was just, yeah, it was just so cool. And then um, eventually they got kicked out of the kitchen by chef because they were like blocking the kind of entryway and stuff like that. So they yeah. were just like, okay, like we got to go. We got to go. And I was like, yeah, guys, like you got to leave. Like, thank you so much for coming, blah, blah, blah. And then they left and they were like, that was the best. That was so awesome. <laughs> like they were so cute. Aww. And my manager was just like was just like wow Lydia I'm so glad that you felt empowered to do that and I was like oh my god like I'm just having so glad that you you felt empowered to bring customers back to fight with our employees yeah (laughs) thank you Lydia (laughs) for stirring the pot and causing shit yeah and I was like dude this wouldn't have been possible without without 
wrote my good friend, the comedian. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. I was That's actually funny. so surprised. I was like, ooh. And I was working by myself, too. So I think that maybe I am a good independent <laughs> worker. I was, yeah. I mean, I was by myself, but I was vibing with the entire kitchen staff. So, I mean, they were a part of it, too, you know. But there was no <laughs> other server assistance there. I was wow. the only one, so... I really proved myself, you know, it was my first time closing by myself and like working by myself. So I feel like I made a really good impression and I'm going to ask for a raise Yay. in two months. <laughs> and I'm going to cite this. <laughs> you go, girl. Like, I go above and beyond. <laughs> and you know this. You remember that one time? That one time. <laughs> I made the customer. Yeah. Cute. <clears throat> Look at you. A little capitalist. What was your, Doing your job right so place well. at the wrong time? At the right time. I was at the oh, right place, place at the, right, at the right, time? right time. Yeah, it was like Ooh. really crazy. Um, I went to go watch the sunset with a friend of mine. Yay. And we were like walking down along the shore. There's like little like stairs where you can get beach access. And we were looking for like a specific one because there's this one spot that I like to sit. So we're like walking mm. along and we look out into the water and she was like, hey, like what's that like circle thing in the water? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I look look out and it's like the kite from someone's kite surfing thing. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's just like a, like a, but it was in the water. So I was like, that's just like a kite surfing. Like I'm guessing somebody just lost it while they were out and it's like floating back to shore. So we were like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of far out. So we just kept going. Um, and then, you know, like eventually we found our stairs. We got down to the water and we noticed that the kite was like drifting closer and closer and closer to us. And Mm -hmm. so we were like sitting there waiting and then all of a sudden Janaid was with us too. And all of a sudden Janaid was like, yo, like there's a person in there. And I was like, no, there, there's no fucking chance that there's a person on this kite that we've been watching drift in for like 30 to 45 minutes. And so has everyone else. Like this is not raised alarm for anyone. So we've just been sitting there watching it. And I was like, no chance. And I couldn't see anything at that point. But then like my friend was like, no, there's a person. And then I look and I see like a face of a person like pop out and they're like lying down. And I was like, I am not in the headspace to deal with a dead body. (laughs) So he was like drifting drifting closer and closer and closer specifically to (gasps) us, like exactly to where we were sitting. Oh God. So I was like, okay, Janae, like you have to go down and like check on the person. I was like, I can't do that. You have to go do that. So he like walks down to the water, walks down to the edge of the rocks. And then at that point we can see the person's moving. So we're like, okay, (laughs) you're not dead. Fucking God. But Mm -hmm. then my next thought is like, this person has obviously been in the water for a really long time. It's cold. Like it was really cold that day. I was like, I also am not prepared to deal with a medical emergency. You know, we like moving up the chain. They're not dead. And now I'm like, I don't want to like go through this trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about myself at this point. I was like, I can't do this. Um, And then eventually like my friend gets up to go down to see like Janaid and like help. And I was like, okay, fine. Now I have to go. I can't just sit here like eating my fucking pad thai while someone's like dying in the water. (laughs) So I get up and I go down and the dude's just literally lying there and he's like, oh, hey. And we were like, wait, are you okay? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. And we're like, what? Okay. So then he like passed us his board and he like had to MacGyver himself out of the water because you're on these like really sharp rocks. Yeah. And I like started talking to him. I was like, so like what happened? Like, what's up? Why are you here? And so he had gone out earlier in the day and there wasn't much wind. So it was a really bad Mm -hmm. idea to go out. And his kite had like fallen. 
he had like he mm-hmm. had fallen i guess so his kite went in the water and there wasn't enough wind to get it back up but he was too Ooh. far out to really do anything about it so he literally just lay on his board and waited and floated back in and he was like <laughs> oh like i was trying to aim to like for a beach because it would be easier to get out but the the tide was starting to go out and oh. pushed me like away from the shore and oh the next God. thing away from the shore is fucking like Seattle. Like he would have gone to the States. He would have been gone. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's fine. Like I've done this before. Like this isn't the first time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, like we helped him what? like carry his board up and then we just like left him. He was like, yeah, I like kind of live around the corner. So, you know, I guess I'll just like walk back. And we were like, okay, dude. Okay, so guy. random. That's but so he literally floated weird. in right to the spot where we were. And there was like nobody I think the else around. Hypothermia has spot. gotten to his head. Why does he I think, think he was that wearing this is a dry okay? Suit. He was wearing a dry suit, so I think he oh, was actually okay. okay. But <laughs> I was just like, don't go out on a not windy day. All the day. things what? that went through my head in those mo- in that moment when we saw that there was a person in there, I didn't expect for the dude to literally be fine and literally yeah. just be like, "Hey guys, like, what's up?" <laughs> That's best case scenario, though, that best he was literally scenario. just being an idiot and just, like, hanging out on his board and went out with no thing and, and then honestly, the tide like, pushed him back out. Okay. I don't know oh, if he wow. would have been able to get back on shore if we hadn't been there because we, like, grabbed his stuff out of the water for him so he could yeah. get out. But I don't think he would have been able to do it and, like, carry all his stuff up and, like... Was so like, what was the You plan? need to plan this better. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, like, you should have a buddy or... Most people, like, have somebody on shore. We've watched them before the kite surface when it's windy and when it's a good day. And they normally bring someone with them to, like, help them get yeah. out of the water because it's really hard. The person, like, stands on shore and catches their kite for them and, like, yeah, holds it down while the person gets out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and I was like, mm-hmm. where's your buddy? Did he just leave? Was he like, meh? This should be <laughs> He's in the <laughs> water. Fine. <laughs> and He'll then, find like, some kind strangers. 45 minutes later, we saw the Coast Guard, like, driving around the shore of the island oh. and you're like i wonder if somebody literally like reported that there's a kite surfer probably missing or something like that probably, and then the yeah. coast guard's still like where is he little did they know yeah he's walking home oh literally my god fine. that's so sad <laughs> how does the coast guard ghost coast guard work after that point like if they don't find him they, do they report like, like dead? a dead body or do they call him and they're like hey yeah no i'm sure like at that point somebody <laughs> probably checks in or whoever reported i don't know right i don't know how that works but Oh my yeah. fucking god! That was really, really strange. Such an array of emotions that mm. I wasn't really expecting. I me neither. I was just You're like, I'm not first aid trained. <laughs> I don't think I could do this. Oh my god! I don't want to. Yeah. What? This guy is very interesting. I feel like I feel mm-hmm. like we should bring him on the podcast and just yeah, I'll to, try to like, find see him. what's going on in his head. You know? I'll go out. I'll go out on a not windy day, and I'll go yes, sit on some rocks and wait for him to that's drift where into he'll me. Be. <laughs> Maybe he just likes the attention. He's like, <laughs> he's a pick me, Loki. He just goes out there and he's just like, someone will find me and someone will be worried about me. I just don't I understand how like so many people saw this kite and nobody thought anything of it. Like it had been out there for a really long time and there were people sitting like not on our rocks, but a little bit further away and their rock was like a little bit further out and they could have mm-hmm. easily seen that there was a person on it like we couldn't see oh. because of the way that the kite was angled like it was covering him but if you looked yeah. from the side you could have seen him and nobody did anything nobody was like hey are you okay or like right i mean yeah and there's boats that go by all the time and and he had obviously been floating out there for like hours <laughs> and like nobody helped him 
don't that's know how not that very vancouver island of them i know <laughs> i was so confused how he made it all the way to that's us so without weird. raising any concern but maybe they did i'm gonna i'm gonna tell myself that people who were boating by saw him and saw him mm. moving on there and they were like hey buddy and he was just like hello i'm good just <laughs> floating in just the thumbs we'll be there up. In a couple hours. Okay. I don't know what the boater symbol for that is. I think you go like this to tell someone you're okay because you make a big O with and they your just arms. Kept going, they're like, "Yeah, this is fine." Probably. They're like, "He's fine." <laughs> yeah. So that's that so was my excitement so the other fucking night. scary. I don't. Know, I weird. haven't had a moment like that in probably my whole life where I was just like, yeah. Oh God, is that a dead body? A dead body. <laughs> I literally thought it was a dead body. I was like, mm-mm, oh, mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> not what i'm doing like fuck that guy i can't see a dead body right now (laughs) and we were like talking really loudly about the kite as it was floating into us we were like joking around we're like lol i hope there's not a dead guy on there like we were just you know he could probably hear us the whole time your voice travels across water a lot better than it does across land and you got this poor guy (laughs) you're like lol Maybe he needs some psychological evaluation, some oh, psychological so. help. It's mental illness, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, why else would you go out on a not windy go day out, and just allow the tide to bring you into shore? And this is not the first time it's happened to him. Also, yeah. this is <laughs> pattern behavior. Some people never learn. I was like, don't worry. This isn't the first time. We were like, what the? So then like, why do you need a ride somewhere? Like, obviously, I'm guessing you parked somewhere else that's not here. And he was like, no, I'll just walk <laughs> home. We were like, okay see ya this poor fucking guy man it sounds like he's really going through it i hope you guys made his day and i hope you guys like just really turned his life around he was also like wow people care about me people care if i'm stranded the first 80 people didn't but those people it only takes one (laughs) just because we were there and then like once we had finished our food we were walking up and we were talking about him again because, you know, it was like a crazy experience. And we were mm-hmm. saying the things that you and I are saying now. We were like, that was really dumb. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be going out on a day that's not windy. And we were saying all these things and we get to the top of the hill and he's sitting there on the bench. Like he heard <laughs> all of our conversation the way up. And we were like, hey, buddy. <laughs> and my friend was literally like, oh, there he is. We were like, see ya. And nice work. <laughs> Well, there goes all of that. And he's really like, now they're talking shit about me. I hope he fucking learned, man. Yeah, I'm I hope he learned his lesson. If it wasn't from the actual lesson, I hope he learned his lesson from hearing you guys talk shit. Yeah, from hearing we were doing a public happen. service by talking yeah, shit. Yeah, you really him. were. Normally, I'm not Just about talking shit, together, shit, you know, but this this was a good one. You won't, you don't want to say anything behind someone's back that you wouldn't to their face. And luckily, I would say that two birds, one stone. We said it to his face. We didn't mean to, but we did. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Yeah. Idiot. So that was my almost traumatic experience this week that turned out to be not traumatic. (laughs) That's really, that's really great. I agree. That's a really good story. That's fucking crazy. All right. Shall we get into it? Let's do it. I'm so excited. Okay, everybody. This week is my turn my opinion and i'm talking this week about the man who accidentally killed the most people in history 
Um, his name is <laughs> Thomas Midgley, and he didn't do it on purpose. I will just preface with that. He didn't intentionally kill people, but he did oh, end right, up killing good. a lot of people. Yeah. I guess that's um, how you kill people by accident, right? Or like, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you he didn't... <laughs> He didn't mean to kill them. You know? Oh, yeah, that's in the title. Accidentally. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> he didn't do it on I purpose. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. Um, this opinion was sent in by a fan who is my dad. <gasps> so, Thank you. Thanks, Dad. Thank you to our um, loyal fans. Thanks. Oh, my God. We really appreciate it. If you guys ever want to talk to us or give us fun yeah, opinions. Yeah, if you want to send us in opinions, we might do them because we've run out of yeah. ideas. So send them in. Send them in. If you don't know where to send them in, you'll have to listen to the end of the episode for us to tell you. So. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways. Um, <laughs> another disclaimer, most of this information was taken from a video on YouTube by the creator Vertassium. Um, mm-hmm. And this includes a lot of science, and he is a scientist. Um, so he does a much better job at explaining it, and he's a very good storyteller. So... Oh, cool. Please go listen to that video as well or instead of this because I still listen. No, 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 um, no. Listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is science for people who aren't really yeah, science, science people. for dummies. I tried to dumb it down for you guys. Well, Thank not you. for you guys, for me. <laughs> which will help it's you guys. at our level of understanding. It's at yeah. Courtney's level of understanding, which, yeah, which is might be low. a little bit of a mine. I loved biology and I loved science and I really <laughs> thought I understood it in throughout my entire life Mm -hmm. elementary school high school i was like yeah this is so fun and so interesting 60s every time every time (laughs) so uh, i'm interested i just won't understand it at all i'll just think i understand it chemistry too so it's like way above (gasps) me but anyways let's get back into it so thomas mitchley he is an american mechanical uh, and chemical engineer he has over 100 patents he was born on may 18th 1889 in Ohio and died in 1944. Um, and the New Scientist, which is like a publication or a journal or a magazine, I don't know what it is exactly, mm-hmm. but the New Scientist once called him a one-man environmental disaster. Uh, <laughs> no. So Classic he, cancer. He <laughs> basically, he created two inventions that single-handedly caused mi- the deaths of millions of people. Um, and he created no a third way. invention that actually ended up killing himself as well. <laughs> so oh. he died at the hands of his own invention. Oh my um, God. His inventions decreased the average intelligence of people around the world, increased <gasps> crime rates, and caused two completely separate environmental disasters. And we're still dealing with <gasps> the repercussions of his inventions today. No fucking way. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. This dude, like, mad fucked up the world. How have I not heard of this? This dude, but also capitalism. It's also oh, mostly capitalism. It's always the backbone of yeah. every problem. Not every only the backbone capitalism. of society, but the backbone of all of our issues. 100%. 100%. So... <laughs> So our story begins not with Thomas, but with another man named Charles Keating. Um, He was also an American inventor, I believe. Um, He worked for GM for a little while, so he worked like in cars. My grandpa worked for GM. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, maybe. What's his name? He did for a little bit. He he had an internship at GM. Oh, cool. That's so cool. Hold on. Anyways, go on. (laughs) Give me one second. I don't know if this dude's name is Keating or... Oh, Kettering. Sorry. Charles Kettering. Mm. I wrote it wrong here. Okay. His name is Charles Kettering. Um, so he worked at GM, 
but before he worked at GM, he was hired by Cadillac um, to create the first self-starting engine. So before this, you had to like manually crank the engine to get it started. You couldn't just oh. turn a key and start the ignition. I didn't um, but know this that. Crank was actually pretty dangerous sometimes, and actually the person who invented the crank ended up um, being hit in the face by it one day because he was trying to help a lady whose car broke down, and then he ended up dying from his injuries of being hit in the face by the crank. Ooh. So this man also died um, at the hands of his own invention. So mm. <laughs> Charles Kettering, <laughs> um, he was tasked with starting with creating the first self-starting engine. Um, so he was able to do this, but due to a bunch of science reasons, it didn't work very well. It was very loud, and the way that it combusted fuel in the engine um, was basically like it was just bad for it. I think mm. the fuel combusted too easily, so it just like spontaneously combusted in the engine, um, oh, okay. and it created this thing called knocking, which you might have heard in like older cars. It's like that really loud like knocking noise when a car starts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really loud and adds to the wear and tear of the engine. So like, yeah, he did it, but it's really bad for the car. Mm-hmm. So Kettering's solution was to adjust the fuel of the car because that kind of was the issue in this case. So basically octane levels in fuel. So, you know, this still happens today. So you know how you can buy like the premium fuel and then the regular fuel when you go to the gas station mm-hmm. and they have numbers on it. The yes. numbers correlate to how much octane is in the fuel. And mm-hmm. the more octane it is, the more stable the fuel is and the less, um, the more pressure you have to apply for it to combust. So. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. Science. So if it's lower octane, then you have to apply more pressure and it's less no, stable. No, no, no. If it's higher octane, if it's higher mm-hmm. octane, it's more stable. And okay. so it doesn't like spontaneously combust as much, which oh. makes it better for cars. I guess you have more control over it or... I don't really know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the part cool. of it that I don't understand. But that's the basics of it. Um, you could add octane to fuel with ethanol, which is alcohol. But it was really expensive to do, and you needed a lot of alcohol. So it wasn't really mm-hmm. feasible. So to figure out how to increase the octane levels in fuel, he hired another guy. And this is Thomas Mitchley. Okay? Hey, let's go. <laughs> so this is where our main character comes in. And um, so... Thomas Midgley basically found out. He found a compound called tellurium, uh, which was cheap and worked really well. This was his first discovery. But he found out that it actually smelled really bad. Um, And it was also hard to wash out of your clothes, so much so that uh, Midgley actually had to sleep in his basement for (laughs) seven months while developing this because his wife, like, couldn't stand the smell. She, like, kicked him out. She was, like, sleep in the basement because he smelled so bad. So he was like, this is not... This is not the option. We can't live like this. <laughs> sleep next to their wives. Um, and then he found tetraethyl lead, which was cheap, stopped the knocking, and did not smell. So this was their solution. They were super excited. Wow. And they were like, we're going to make millions and millions of dollars off of this. I think they Definitely. estimated $200 million, which equates to about a billion dollars today. Oh, so they knew this was nice. like a billion dollar idea. Yeah. Um, and Midgley actually won the Nichols Award for the American chemi- from the American Chemical Society for this discovery. Oh, that's um, so cool. It's cool how you could just discover compounds. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Like, <laughs> um, 
And he was asked to do a speech, but he ended up turning it down, which is an important part of the story. So remember that. Okay. Um, and so they eventually patented it and they called the additive ethyl. And they did not mention the fact that ethyl is actually contains lead. Lead is the mm-hmm. main compound of this thing. But they just called it ethyl. They were like, we're just going to sure. leave the lead part out. Easy, simple for people to remember. <laughs> yeah. People aren't yeah. going to remember the tetraline, ethylene, lead. Exactly. Exactly. We'll whatever. just call it ethyl. Make it easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they ended up <laughs> grandma's partnering. grandma's name is ethyl. <laughs> there you go. Ethyl. <laughs> Um, They partnered with GM, DuPont, and the Standard Oil Company of New Jersey to form the Ethel Corporation. Um, They put out intense and widely successful marketing campaigns to start using this ethyl fuel, this fuel with ethyl in it, um, which kind of culminated with, um, in 1923, the top three winners of the Indianapolis 500 were all using ethyl in their cars and people were like this is amazing so it kind of really took off after that that's so cool Mm -hmm. became really popular um and then so eventually they opened a chemical plant in new jersey to start producing ethyl now this very quickly fell apart so within two months dozens of workers began to fall ill and one of them actually died and this was of course due to lead poisoning because there is very high content of lead in ethyl um so they held a press conference where Midgley poured the tetraethyl lead on his hand and like inhaled the fumes for a minute. And he was like, I could do this every day without being hot. <laughs> and that's how he like decided to convince people that lead was uh-huh. fine. Um, but this was actually all an act because remember when he got the award? Remember, I was like, remember this. He got the award and then he couldn't do the talk. He turned yeah. down the talk because he was recovering from lead poisoning. Nichols oh. had come down with lead poisoning while he was creating this, and it took him years to recover. And he actually, after he recovered from that, stayed away from his product in any chance he could. He would oh. not go near it except for instances like this where he needed to publicly to be like, this is safe. But otherwise, yeah. he wouldn't go into factories. He wouldn't go into the plants. He would stay away from it because he had suffered so poorly uh, from lead poisoning. Okay, so... Oh. So he knew that it was it was mm-hmm. t- terrible for yeah, people. He, he knew yeah. that it was happening. It had okay. hurt him. And he was like, this is fine. Not, I could do this every not day. An accident, in my opinion. It sounds <laughs> like he knows that his invention isn't working. <gasps> wow, that's so fucking sad. Yeah. Oh. And he decided to move forward anyways. Yeah. Because of capitalism. Because he's Money? a piece of shit. Money, of course. Because he's yeah. a piece of shit. Profits. And because he's Fuck, a piece of shit. Man. and he didn't tell anybody like there's probably something that could have been done to get the lead out of there damn yeah no he didn't tell he didn't tell anyone it's really disappointing yeah um and so lead basically it uh mimics calcium which is why it's so harmful and so it can actually be stored in your bones for this reason so it can continue to poison you for years and years and years after you're exposed it literally gets stored in your bones because your body's like oh calcium let's build bones with this and it's actually lead um our bodies and, are so dumb <laughs> yeah so dumb and like, it you, prevents okay. the release of neurotransmitters in your brain that's kind of like the main uh, issue with it how it poisons yeah. you um it can cause permanent learning disorders behavior problems particularly in children um, and the dangers of lead were actually known for years and years and years before this. In mm-hmm. 1786, Benjamin Franklin claimed that lead had been used for too long. And that was 150 oh. years before ethyl was created. 
at that point benjamin franklin was like this is too much we need to stop 150 years later they're pitting it in fuel so everyone knew that it sucked and it was bad for you but they were were just just keeping it on the down low it's Mm -hmm. ethyl they were like this isn't this isn't lead it's ethyl (laughs) that's so Um, fucking sad and MIT, Harvard, Yale, and the U.S. Health Service wrote to the Apple Corporation and warned them against the use. They dismissed this warning, and their argument was lead is found in nature, so it's natural. And we know that lead in large quantities is bad for us, <laughs> but this is only a little bit of lead, so it's fine. That was their argument. That's it's natural, so and it's only stupid. a little bit, so it's fine. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are found in nature that are poisonous. Literally. (laughs) Most poison is derived from natural things. (laughs) Oh, my God. So they were all a part of this universal gaslighting situation where they were just like, it's fine. Fine. It's totally fine. It's found in nature. It's in your head. That's so You're not sick. Harvard. Dark past. (laughs) And MIT. Well, they knew about it. They were trying to warn against it. They weren't like, oh, okay. complicit in this. They were like, you need to stop this. And in all honesty, like their understanding of lead wasn't as good as we had today. They knew it was harmful, yeah, but they didn't exactly sure. know how harmful it was. So they were like, mm-hmm. this is probably bad and you should probably stop. But they weren't like, this is detrimental to people's health. It mm-hmm, wasn't mm-hmm. kind of that yet. Um, and by the 1950s, millions of people were burning leaded fuels in their car all around the yeah. world. This is not just an issue that's like central to america it is a global thing that let its people became adopted um and our story for a second is gonna pop over to somebody else and that is claire patterson claire patterson Mm -hmm. is a young chemist um who actually worked on the manhattan project so he helped to develop the nuclear bomb in world war ii (laughs) um and then once he was done with that he went back to school to get his phd which just seems wild to me that <laughs> after like killing millions of people with the nuclear bomb, you just go back to school. You're like, all right, time to continue with my own endeavors. Life really now. does go on. <laughs> Very strange. What the fuck? Okay. Um, so this was kind of like after um, Midgley's lifetime and after the adoption of fuel that this was happening. Um, so he went back to school. And he wanted to use the skills that he had gained working on the Manhattan Project um, in his PhD project. So he got tasked, he got put on this project where he was tasked with measuring the age of the Earth. Wild stuff. Oh, Um, that's cool. So again, there's a lot of science-y stuff here that I'm going to really dumb down for (laughs) me, for my understanding, and for Lydia's understanding as well. But basically, as uranium breaks down... It turns into a bunch of stuff, but then the final product is lead. Mm. So a bunch of stuff happens, but then it eventually ends up being lead. Okay. Um, so in theory, you could so you can measure the rate of decay, and in theory, by measuring the rate of decay, so knowing how fast it decays and then knowing how much lead is present in the earth, you should be able to figure out how old the earth is. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They're like, wow, there's a lot of lead on the planet, and that means that this much uranium must have been released over this yeah. long Yeah, and it takes this time. much time for uranium to turn into lead, and there's this much lead, therefore the Earth is this old. And okay, it actually sure. takes That's four and a half billion years for a sample of uranium-238 to decay into lead. 
So it takes quite a while for this to happen. I would love to find out how they learned that scientific fact. <laughs> Same. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay. What? Sure. It's <laughs> a very long project that's been going on for a very long time. I know, right? PhD years <laughs> and 40 billion years ago. Just, we're just like, okay, guys, I'm just going to leave this here. We're going to start. Don't Keep touch going. it. <laughs> yeah. Um. In Patterson, he got paired with another PhD student in order, and in order to make sure his instrument was working, um, he had to do a test on something that they knew, basically. So he used this thing called zircon crystals, um, and when it forms, it has uranium in it, but absolutely no lead. So it's really clean and easy to measure the rate of decay in it. Um, And they got split into two groups, these two people. The other student, Tilton, took on measuring the... uranium and patterson took on measuring the lead and everything went fine for tilton his measurements of uranium kind of matched what they expected um but then patterson's were not so good they came in much 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 higher than expected and based Mm. on the uranium content that was in the crystal there was actually too much lead there was more lead than uranium which basically means that lead had been added to the rock Oh, and he Uh-oh. was really confused at this. He was like, "I don't. Is my instrument not working? Like this literally mathematically doesn't make sense. There can't be this mm-hmm. much lead in this crystal." Um, and this kind of started a lifelong endeavor for <laughs> Patterson, where he would spend the rest of his life trying to figure out where all this lead came from. That's and so, so cool. Yeah, in 1952, he moved to Caltech and started a new lab because he was so confused. Mm -hmm. Um, in his lab, he ripped out all the electrical wires and anything else that could contain lead. He had like a fan system to like air out the room and he followed really stringent cleaning practices every day. He had like the white lab suits kind of thing. And he was actually Mm -hmm. the first person to kind of come up with this idea of creating this like clean, sterile room. There's a name for it in science. I don't know what it's called, but he was the first one to do it to try to figure out where (laughs) lead came from. Um, and then he started studying meteorites and which they formed at the same time as the earth he found out that the earth was 4.55 billion years old so he achieved his goal of figuring out the uh age of the earth and then he continued on his lead quest (laughs) (laughs) um and so we i had mentioned that the scientists at this time in the ethyl companies were saying that lead is natural so it's fine yeah it's in the earth it's fine we can use it so patterson was like all right, bet. Let's find out how natural lead really is. So he went to the ocean first, and he took samples. Um, and his hypothesis was that if lead concentrations were coming from pollution, that there would be more lead in the like surface of the mm-hmm, ocean. Mm-hmm. And then as you get down deeper, there'd be less and less. So it'd be concentrating okay. at the top because it's like falling from the air. It's pollution, and that's where it kind of gathers the first yeah. little bit. Sure. And this okay. hypothesis was correct. Um Oh, great. The water at the surface had almost 10 times the concentration as the water deeper down. So the pollution was coming from the air. And then he took a trip up to the Arctic, got off his boat, went up to the Arctic and started studying (laughs) ice cores. Um, And I'm sure a lot of us know that um, like the gases of the atmosphere get trapped in ice. So you can drill Mm -hmm. down and you can study them and you can figure out like in the time periods how much gases were Hmm. present in the atmosphere Mm -hmm. and he saw that from the last couple of thousand years he saw a spike in the 20th century of lead right around the same time that ethyl was adopted 
<laughs> and then he took a trip like, down to a you. museum and he started analyzing the teeth and bones of recently deceased Americans and compared them with Peruvian and Egyptian mummies. And it showed that 20th century Americans had a thousand times more lead in their <laughs> bones than their ancestors. And they originally expected that it would only be a hundred times more. But he found oh. that it was a thousand times more lead. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. We've got a lot of lead in our <laughs> bodies. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, and so this was happening around the same time that studies were starting to come out about the effects of lead. Um, and they were actually finding that the threshold of what they thought were safe amounts of lead were a lot higher than what was actually safe. So mm-hmm. before this research, it was considered that 60 micrograms were considered safe amounts of lead to be in the body. Um, and the CDC dropped it to 3.5 micrograms. Go oh, no. And today it's accept- generally accepted that no microgram, zero, is safe. Um, but they dropped it from 60 to 3.5. So they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. This is actually a lot worse than we thought it was. We take it all back. (laughs) Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, like, how people are probably not okay. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it's believed that two-thirds of all unexplained intellectual disabilities come from lead poisoning. Oh. Um, and current studies show that more than half of America's population were exposed to high levels of lead in their early childhood. And this oh. specifically is about 17 million people that were born between 1951 and 1980. So this is the baby boomer population were exposed <laughs> to high levels of lead in their childhood. And it's most that- detrimental in your childhood. Yeah, that makes sense. Holy shit. <laughs> so they estimate that lead caused a loss of more than 800 million IQ points around the world ah. during these years. So it just made it made the world dumber. Like all oh of these children God. at this time suffered lead poisoning, which made them maybe a little less smart and also yeah. affected their ability to regulate their emotions and created... What? Um, they get, like, behavioral issues, and they can get really angry, too, because of lead poisoning. It causes, like, anger. <laughs> Is anyone All else right, thinking about their parents right in. now? Yeah, the boomers. <laughs> <laughs> um, on top of that, they're also finding right now that boomers are showing greater cognitive decline than previous generations. So there has been this trend for the last, like, I don't know, Whoa. maybe 100 years, where every generation kind of gets... They keep their wits about them older and older, you know? Yes. They stay smarter, older and older. Healthcare is improving. But this stopped with the boomers. This trend completely stopped. They found it, like, (laughs) nosedived. That's so interesting. Yeah. People are starting to show their cognitive decline now at around 50 years old. And this finding is held across all ethnicities, sexes, and socioeconomic statuses. So it's not due to you know their life or what privileges or disadvantages they had no it's something external to that so they have no control over it lead that's so fucking sad my dad my dad's like i gotta keep my mind active i'm gonna learn another language so that i don't go into cognitive decline (laughs) that might not even be possible if he was poisoned by lead which he probably was because it was just in the air all the fucking time Mm -hmm. that's really sad 
do people mm. know about this are we the only ones who know about this, this is so, i think this it's is so becoming more like common and common knowledge today but i don't like i don't think it's widely held common knowledge that this happened i can imagine people rejecting this and being like no that's not it mm-hmm. that's not it that's definitely Especially not poisoning the generation that's currently in control that fills most you know powerful positions would be the boomers mm-hmm. And the world is wow. not doing well right now. So that's so fucking sad. Yeah. Even Fuck more interestingly, is crime rates uh, saw a steady rise between 1970 and 1990, and then abruptly declined after 1990. And so this graph of crime rates almost matches exactly the graph. Um, plotted 20 years previously of children's blood lead content (laughs) so it's those same kids 20 years later as their blood lead content got higher 20 years later in the exact same years crime rates increase and then eventually like leaded gasoline was banned and after it was banned you see the decline of crime rates again pretty damning evidence if you ask me really <laughs> intense like what else could it be you know yeah <laughs> That's so fucking like sad. i encourage you all to go watch the video if this is interesting to you and they show the graphs and they literally merge yeah. them together so you can see the two That's... lines and they're literally the exact same graph oh that's so fucking really cool and interesting it's interesting yeah wow so if you ever yeah. discover that something is poisoning you <laughs> Maybe tell people about it because you might be uh-huh. fucking with the generations of the future. Yeah, Maybe the whole he, world. He probably world. thought that like people would be dead by now and that we yeah. wouldn't have to face these consequences because we would have all died mm-hmm. of lead poisoning. He's like, whatever, as long as the car runs. <laughs> or maybe he thought that like, you know, the workers in the factories might get sick. But I don't think he ever thought about the fact that you burn gasoline and it goes into the atmosphere yeah. and then it's inhaled by everybody. I really... I, I can't imagine that he would have been able to predict that. And if he did, he's a very evil man. Yeah. Wait a second. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to this water thing real quickly. So does this water. mean that yeah. if you like go swimming in a lake today, like you're exposing yourself to more lead than you would no. typically? No. no. Okay. No. Because leaded gasoline at this point has been banned. In yeah, most, but it takes every a long time now. for lead to disappear, right? Because they said that they can measure the um, how old the Earth is by the amount of lead that's in the atmosphere that's or whatever. In, that's in ice. So that's frozen in that's ice. That's in ice specifically. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know okay. what happened to the lead that was burned then. I don't know maybe if it's like sunk to the bottom of the ocean or like where maybe. it goes. Uh, maybe someone that's science can answer that question as to where it all went. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's in the Earth as well. Because if we remember patterson's crystal sample had way too much lead in it and it was because it had actually worked its way into the earth so maybe it's like captured and held into the ground like co2 is i think yeah co2 Mm -hmm. i think is held in the ground too that's so fucking Um, crazy oh my god so the crime rate and blood lead pattern correlation um is mirrored in pretty much every country around the world uh they have similar all the countries that really like tracked blood lead they have similar findings um and it's estimated that it killed about 25 million people over the past century Uh, in america 25 million people and globally about 100 billion people 
uh, due to heart-related complications. So oh, it also hardens your arteries. God. And can give you a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and it's still kind of an issue today. So in 2020, the UN reported that three, one in three children globally have dangerously high blood lead levels. And this is because it wasn't actually banned in every country until very recently. Oh, okay. Um, But thanks to Patterson's work discovering all these things about lead and the spikes and, you know, all the stuff that he did, uh, people started to fear lead, rightfully so. Mm. And Japan was the first country to ban leaded fuel in 1986, and other countries soon followed. Algeria was the last country to do so in 2021. Oh, (laughs) Um, and the UN estimates that this elimination saved over a million lives a year. Um, interestingly enough, though, it's still used in some airplane fuel. So it's not okay. completely gone. Airplanes still yeah, have yeah, lead, but it's com- significantly less than it was. Um, yeah. We probably won't be hitting those kinds of milestones. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the most harmful when you're a child. So hopefully when we were children, everything was good and we weren't exposed. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, well, moving forwards, there should be a lot less. That's so fucking sad. The story does not end here. (laughs) Patterson really turned his life around. He's like, I'm going to make a nuclear bomb. And then he's like, I'm going (laughs) to save the fucking world. (laughs) Yeah. Which is the right, maybe that was the right response after he had killed millions of people with the nuclear (laughs) bomb. He was like, I have, you know, being called to a higher purpose. Maybe I need to save some lives. Hmm. Okay. Which is the opposite approach that Midgley took, okay? Uh-oh, Midgley no. <laughs> made the leaded gasoline. And if you remember back to the beginning of the episode, I said he made two inventions that killed a bunch of people. The first one was the leaded gasoline. So he moved on from that and started on his next invention. <laughs> um, and he was basically hired by another company to try to improve fridges. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, and he created <laughs> a refrigeration gas called Freon. Um, oh, and yeah, he I even like, that. yeah, at its unveiling, he had like a tank full of Freon and he put on a mask and he breathed it in through the mask to show that it was safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is safe to breathe in. And it became very popular and it was used in a lot of aerosols and solvents. So Freon, thankfully, isn't killing humans directly, but... Mm-hmm. Freon is very stable and it's very light. So when it's sprayed, it floats up to the top of our atmosphere and just like hangs out there for 50 to 100 years. <laughs> um, but when it's hit by a certain uh, angle by ultraviolet light, it breaks apart and binds to the ozone layer and then breaks the ozone layer as well. No, 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 no. So this helped create another environmental disaster, um, which basically produced holes holes in our ozone layer. Um, Holy shit. And it also produces about 10,000 times more warming than CO2. So it warms up a lot hotter than CO2. Freon! Really? (laughs) So, yeah, he fucked up the world again. Uh, created much, much of the environmental chemists disasters that we have today. Stop all I'm chemists. So pa- like one man too <laughs> did all of this. He like poisoned basically an entire generation globally of people. Yeah. And then triggered our environmental disaster, which is killing. I don't know how many people are killed by, you know, environment related deaths, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot today. I'm pretty sure the estimate is very high. Um, mm-hmm. 
So he's killing a lot of people. Yeah. He just really used Earth as his playground. He was really like, this entire thing is an experiment. Oh, my God. He must have been a nihilist. He's just like, nothing matters. (laughs) It's crazy to think, too, like, what the world would be like if he if we just still had our been intact born. ozone layer yeah yeah how, like if we had voted that one else person come across that yeah i don't yeah. know because I would... if people were smarter then maybe we never would have encountered lead and then maybe we would be in our lead poisoning era right now That's you know true. we wouldn't know it until we were like 50 and we're like what's going on i like to think though when it comes to lead like if anyone else had discovered it and known the dangers of it because they were lead poisoned themselves they would have like stopped and found something safer like the freon one he didn't actually know it was unsafe like he had no way to know that it was you know in the atmosphere or whatever that wasn't really Mm -hmm. on humanity's radar at that point like climate change um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the lead he knew he was aware of the lead and people you know harvard mit yale all wrote to him and were like this is very dangerous didn't care just kept going so I would like to think that other people maybe would have stopped. When they maybe that was due to the lead poisoning. He <laughs> was too far gone by the time that people were like, Honestly, the lead maybe. is hurting the environment. Like, There's no like, reasoning oh, anymore. No here. logical He's reason. Like, Shut up. I don't want to hear about it. Just like gets really <laughs> angry and just keeps releasing <laughs> the lead into the world. Like this guy is already too far solid gone. theory. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah because why else would you ignore that he seemed like he just wanted to you know make life easier for people by making an Mm -hmm. engine that started itself so that you know people wouldn't get killed by their own inventions by getting hit in the face by their own inventions yeah he was just like i can can make things better yeah and then he got angry because he got poisoned yeah and he wanted profits because he was like lead is cheap yeah yeah yeah. You need only a little day, bit that's of what it. It's about. He sounds like a yeah. smart guy, though. He could have made profits. He's doing something else. Like I guarantee, yeah, so many. If you can, things. if you can do those crazy ass fucking things as a chemist, you could probably have found something else to make your money off of. Yeah, a more Damn. reasonable endeavor. That's so fucking crazy. Like, how tight of a spot do you have to be in to just understand that lead poisons people and that you get sick off it? But he's just like, he's like, mm, it's fine. I really need to buy this new fucking handkerchief next weekend for sunday service so i'm just gonna do it anyways haberdashery prices are going up (laughs) i I really need to get my fucking show on the road that's so fucking sad did he know about long-term implications of lead poisoning or was he just like i am sick right now and it's taking me a long time to recover but i will be fine in the future yeah i don't think they knew about the long-term implications at that point they just knew that it was dangerous but keep in mind that at the factory a couple of the factory workers ended up dying from lead poisoning. oh right right, right, right so right, they knew right, it was right. like a deadly substance they didn't know mm-hmm. that it could like damage the brains of children and you know cause shit for later generations but oh my god yeah is this guy still alive no he's dead uh that brings me to his final invention um, oh. Oh. <laughs> in 1941, Midgley got polio and became disabled. Um, and he made a bed that was like a bunch of pulleys and ropes and stuff like that. So he could like basically prop himself up. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 1944, he got tangled up and he died of strangulation. So his final invention oh. only killed him. <laughs> oh. oh, that's rough, buddy. It's cop karma, though. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So he's dead. Um, yeah. Dead by his After years of playing God. <laughs> and a lot of other people are also dead by his inventions. Yeah. Or Holy damaged. shit. And about to, like, wow, that's so sad. Yeah. 
And maybe we'll be so. early deaths too because of this lead poisoning situation I that know. like our parents are still going through. Oh, that's so fucking sad. Yeah, it is sad, but it's also like when you think about um maybe not specifically like your parent or someone that you know, but if you think about the boomer population as a whole, um mm-hmm. it doesn't have the Karen best reputation exist. at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, Karen, exactly. Karen was created by lead poisoning. And most of the world leaders <laughs> She's at the a product of lead poisoning. are people who her. were exposed to lead poisoning. And maybe that explains mm. like some of the uh, anger and intolerance that we have in the world. And maybe there's hope yeah. for the future that the younger generations who weren't exposed to such high levels of lead poisoning, maybe things will get better. Yeah, maybe definitely. People will be better, less angry. We can only hope. We can only hope. Um, So all in all, the concluding statement to this opinion is, I feel like there are some people in the world that we could just do without. Um, And also, capitalism ruins all. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the final opinion. Wow, that's so interesting. He's he's one of those people where if you could go back in time and to any like time or place Mm. and like kill one person, like who would it be? I feel like he would probably be the person, and then there wouldn't be any sort of like. But if that never happened, then these things never would have happened. It's like everything that he did good. kind of led to something bad. Yeah. It's not like if you go back in time and kill, like, um, I don't know, the person who started the First World War. <laughs> it's like people are like, well, you know, that was history, blah, blah, blah. Actually, this is what my father says. So maybe this is all just due to lead poisoning. He's like, well, it's history. <laughs> you know, if that didn't happen, then something else would have happened. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he's just like so negative because he's this is sad i will also (laughs) clarify that the early generations of the baby boomer populations were hit the worst Um, okay so i think he's gonna be okay our parents would classify as like a later the you know the tail end of the baby boomers so they were kind of spared the most okay that's good it was really the early ones so So, yeah if that's any consolation at all (laughs) yeah yeah kind of yeah yeah, um, I would be right there with you, traveling back in time, killing mm-hmm. this guy together. Or just, like, stop his parents from hooking up. Give them a condom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't kill anyone <laughs> then. Look at this interesting invention. Mm. <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> well. So, if you didn't know, now you know. Now you know. Now you fucking know. Wow. Yeah. That is very cool and i will be telling this fact to everybody i meet Everyone. in the next week <laughs> that's so fucking sad this needs to be much more widely spread information in my opinion mm-hmm. it's also like a little too late like what are you gonna do now yeah, even it if is too know, late but like... oh you know maybe you're right maybe it is too late and like why bother telling anyone yeah just let the boomers live out their years in peace yeah, they don't need we to can, have another. The younger thing generations, to we them. can all be like, mm, it's the lead poisoning, but just let them live yeah. in bliss. Yeah, ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's the motto on this. Let's podcast. not tell people. Yeah, we mm-hmm. want them to be happy. We just want yeah. everyone to be happy at the end of the day. <laughs> and this just gives us a little bit of peace. You know, we're mm-hmm. like, ah, okay. Hmm. They're not actually that angry. They're just suffering, and they have no yeah, idea. They're just yeah, <laughs> damaged. <laughs> Man, that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's it. 10 out of 10. You're welcome.
thank you so much for coming to this week's episode, everybody. Thank you for listening to Courtney's talk about Mitchden or whatever his fucking name. Mitch. What was his name again? Midgley. Midgley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And about lead poisoning and about don't get too down about it. It's it'll be fine. We're all gonna be okay. Yeah. You don't can't worry do about anything it, about it at this point, so just Cast Forget it about it. It's fine. Yeah. It is what <laughs> it is. If you want to hear more, um, you can follow us on Instagram if you want to give us some little um, opinions that you may want us to cover and kind of go over and maybe you'll learn some new things about it at very.unimportant.people. You can follow us on Twitter at the unimportant PPL and you can email us at hatersclickhere at gmail.com. And that's H A T R S clickhere at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Patreon. Check out our Patreon. You can go through our link in our Instagram bio and then click on Patreon and then you can uh, do that and you can just pay like $4 and get a shit ton of videos and a bunch of content and so you can see our beautiful faces as we do all the things that we love to do. So check us out. And you can also find us on TikTok and uh, I will be posting this week. I know it's been a couple of days, but we I will get back on that. You know, I'm out of school now. I got a little bit more free time. So don't worry, we'll get all caught up on TikTok. <laughs> but yeah, check us out there. It's a lot of fun. And yeah, thank you so much for listening this week. Sorry for missing episode 67. And we'll see you <laughs> next week. Bye. Have a great. <laughs>